You are listening to the Mead Musings Podcast, the platform we talk about disabilities, critical illnesses and mental health. This podcast is hosted by a resilient critical illness survivor. Sit back and listen to truly inspiring men and women share their journey, struggles, pains, and strategies for excelling in life despite debilitating circumstances. On this occasion, I have a guest who has had to give up a child for adoption. She is still a mother, and uh, she's going to be sharing our story today on today's episode. So welcome, Victoria Jordan, to the Meet Musings podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So, wow, I know it must be a very difficult decision to give up a daughter for adoption. Can you please uh, share a bit of background information about that, please? Yeah, it is definitely difficult. Around October every year, I kind of shut down, especially on her birthday. So she was born October 26th. That's my, what I like to call my dark period of the year. <laughs> and, uh, but it is the best decision I could have ever made for her and for my other children. Cause she is thriving as are my kids who live with me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, I appreciate you sharing this difficult information with us. And I know it's just heartbreaking sometimes to have to give up a child. So can you give us a bit of background information as to the circumstances you were in at the time that prompted you to give up the child for adoption? Absolutely. So I was uh, in my early 20s. Um, I had my first daughter when I was 16 and my son when I was 18 and I, both, both of them have the same father. And when it was not a great relationship, it was very traumatic to say the least. He never hurt my children, but he was uh, very abusive towards me. And to the point where we had to get cops involved several times. And I was lucky enough to have my best friend at the time get me out of the situation by involving her brother-in-law who was in, who was a police officer. And I had great neighbors too, because they also helped me get out of the situation. But before I got out of it, I didn't realize that I was pregnant and I had just moved in with my grandmother with my two children when I found that out. So I worked towards getting my own apartment, got the apartment, realized very quickly that I could barely make it with my two that I had. I had a lot of support from family members, but my father had just moved away and I was essentially by myself. And uh, it was just like pulling teeth to get their father to even visit them in the first place. So I knew I wasn't going to get support there. So I made the difficult decision to go ahead and just, you know, it's time to give her up and went through the process. I tried to find somebody who didn't already have children and physically could not have children. So it felt like I was doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was, I, it's an open adoption. I actually had to stop contact for a while because it's very difficult to go through. I started getting 
like updates at random times when I wasn't mentally prepared for them. It's something that you have to mentally prepare yourself for to open up a letter telling you about your daughter that you don't get to see and seeing pictures of her all grown up. So I, I put a stop to that and I said, please wait till I ask you. And I always ask around her birthday and I usually send something, but now I actually have a very special box that I just put cards and gifts into that uh, maybe one day if we meet, I can hand over, but it's something that makes me feel better in the now, you know? Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. You said, I mean, there are so many things you've mentioned there, your circumstances, your dad moving away and you not having the support that you needed to be able to raise a child at the time. And uh, mm-hmm. it appears, I mean, it sounds like you actually did somebody a favor by giving up that. You actually did yourself, the child, and another family a favor by giving mm-hmm. up that child for adoption because somebody else would be able to cater and love that child. But what was the moment that you realized that you had to give this the child up for adoption? Well, it was, you know, I kind of, I don't think there was really one set moment. Nobody in my family really knew of the abuse. And the ones who did know that were a part of his family didn't believe me. So I just knew, I guess in that moment that I needed to figure something out. And my mom and my stepdad at the time, they're no longer married. They gave us the option to let them raise her, but I couldn't bear the thought of her being so close, but so far. And it's actually something that I spent two years afterwards. I didn't talk to my mom because there was a lot of heartbreak there. So there wasn't really one moment. It's just a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry you had to go through that i mean still talking about it i feel your pain um, yeah. <laughs> see i know yeah it 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 can be easy it cannot have been easy for you but i appreciate you telling us about it but you said you couldn't actually speak to your mom for two years after that why was that there there was a lot of fighting we're on great terms now. I talk to her every day now. She has her own pain of losing, essentially losing a grandchild. And uh, it's just one of those things where I don't want to hurt her. I didn't agree that it was the best option to have them raise my daughter, essentially, when I'm right there. And I guess, you know, really thinking on it, the one moment that really solidified my decision was taking my two children and moving into a long stay hotel. Essentially, we were there for about a month before moving in with my grandmother. While I was at that hotel, I was like, okay, this is obviously not the best parenting skills right now. (laughs) (laughs) But there was no way that I could rent an apartment at that time. Yeah. So that was probably the moment where I was like, I've got to do something. I have to do better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, and um, you did say that the adoption agency 
kept giving you regular updates, even when you weren't prepared for them. Uh, what was that not part of the agreement before you before the child was actually adopted? So a open adoption is usually the parents communicate, but for some reason, I guess we would consider it a semi-open adoption. Okay. So the agency is always involved. And they've told me in the past that if I want to, well, really only one person there has told me because she felt my pain. If I wanted the parents to have my info to write them a letter because they don't open the letters at the agency. I'm just not at that point where I'm ready for that type of communication yet. She is about seven years old now, seven or eight years old. So and it's I mean, it's obviously been years and I'm still not ready, not mentally prepared for that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like the attachment that you have Mm -hmm. to a child. I'm not a mother, but I love children and I wanted to be a mother and I would gladly adopt. But you sharing this always is just to encourage somebody else as well. That I mean, there are more than options. There are so many children out there who yeah. need loving, who need good homes, who need the same things that you can give as a birth mother. So, can you also share some of these processes that you went through for your adoption? Yeah. Um, so, it's a weird process. They essentially gave me about five inches thick of paperwork, just (laughs) packets of families to choose from. Oh, wow. And I asked them, listen, is there, you know, same sex couples that are, that I could help? Are there people who are infertile that I could help? Like all, everybody you've given me already has children. They've already had the chance to adopt or they had one biological child and they couldn't have another, which is, I understand that's fine, but I want to help somebody who physically can't. Not yes. Cause let's be honest. I was fertile mortal. I already had to, this was my third. Mm. I wanted to help somebody that wanted, wanted a oh, child. Yeah. Yeah. That had the means to go through this grueling process of adoption because on their end, they have to spend a ridiculous amount of money. They have to go through home checks at random. Everybody in their life is basically vetted to make sure that everyone is stable. Maybe sometimes, you know, maybe real, like, not real. Let me reword this. Some of these things that people have to go through to adopt should honestly be a standard to have kids. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) But yeah, so they gave me a whole new packet with people who were infertile. Unfortunately, you know, I live in the South, not in the Bible, well, per se, but people still have their own opinions, whether they're wrong or not. And they refuse to give me any same-sex couples. They said they just don't work with them. So I went with a very lovely couple who were there for me every step of the way when they came to the hospital and we were able to actually meet 
they allowed me to stay with her for 24 hours, which was the max amount of time that I was allowed. Right. And they gave me my space. They just waited patiently at the hospital. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, I know um, adoption, using adoption agencies sometimes um, provides you a safe space to talk through your options and Mm -hmm. um, give you the necessary information and the background to the people that you are that you are giving your child to to yeah. raise that child that, that that's the prospective adoptive parents so and um, yes as you said that was an option that you had and you wanted to help someone who was physically not able to have a child because you already had you had two and that was a third child and there there's somebody who just wants if it's possible to have just one child they go through hurdles upon hurdles upon there's so many bars to cross so it's really brilliant i mean you taking that decision i really applaud you I know it was difficult and it's still difficult for you to talk about, mm. but that was something that uh, needed to be done. And the child now is safe, number one. She's cared for, she's loved, she's provided for, she's looked after properly. And yes, you, you like you say, you get regular updates about her every October on a birthday so thank you for sharing the information and what are the things that you took away from your experience i i took away knowing how i made the right decision there was a lot of doubt throughout the whole process when i was in labor and it i had a great doctor too she understood she was my only advocate Everybody else, I felt like at the time, and it may not have been this way, but at the time I felt like everybody was just looking out for themselves. And I get that. And I felt pretty much abandoned because the adoption agency wasn't there for me. They were there for the parents. My ex wasn't there for me. He literally dropped me off in the dead of night at the hospital and left. My doctor, she was really there for me during the 24 hours that I was able to stay with my daughter, with their daughter. She kept checking in on me, which she didn't have to. After I, after I gave birth, she could have just walked and left me to the nurses. She kept checking in. Are you sure you want to do this? You know, you can change your mind. It's okay. Everybody will understand. Mm-hmm. And part of me loved her for that. Part of me yeah. hated her for that because I wanted the choice to just be done. Yeah. But I now looking back years later, I, I appreciate it. Yes. So that was probably the hardest birth experience I had because, you know, it was a scary situation. I almost had to have an emergency C-section and it all just felt very dramatic. Like I was in a telenova or something. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was lucky that my mom did she found out that I was left by myself and she showed up. We put our differences aside and she showed up for me like a good mother. That's so nice. That is what mothers do. 
Exactly. I knew it was difficult for her, but she was able to come in and say her own goodbyes too. And I, maybe there might've been a little hope that I would change my mind for her, but obviously she knew that I wasn't going to, I'm very stubborn and she, she knows she raised me. So she knows, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, she set her differences aside and she was really there for me. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm just going to say thank you to your mom for showing up and supporting you in that way, even despite your differences at the time. I'm saying thank you. I mean, she didn't really need to, and some mothers wouldn't have, but she shelved all the differences aside and showed up when she needed to. So thank you for that. And uh, yes. also, thank you for sharing that story. Yes, and uh, how are you, have you been since the adoption? Well, I went through definitely a depressed episode. I kept it together for my kids. And then a few years later, you know, I got a job just to get by. I worked in daycares, so that way I could still be with my kids while at work. My friends had convinced me to move in with them in a different city, about four or five cities away from where I was. That didn't work out. I ended up moving over there, but they just left. And I was suddenly in a new city by myself. And that's where I met my now husband. And he's been just a godsend, which I hope he doesn't listen to this because I don't want his head to get too big, you know? (laughs) He needs his head to swell as big as possible. (laughs) Thank you. He's actually the one who has made me comfortable enough to talk about this more. Oh. And because uh, he knows every aspect of my life, he knows all of my history when most people do not. So he has definitely been really good for me. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. I'd, I'd like to say thank you to your husband. You've got great people surrounding you. So. Yeah, you, you, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. There was only, only a few short years where things didn't seem like they could get any better. And my childhood was a great childhood. My Yes, my parents were divorced, but my, my father mostly raised me. I spent time with my mother. She was always there for me if something dramatic happened. And now my, my husband raises my kids as if they were his own. And we have our own beautiful daughter together, which is a whole new set of guilt of having a child after you've given one up for adoption. It's something that I think about almost all the time, (laughs) but I would not change my life for the world. And I would not have changed that decision for anything. Oh, yes. Um, um, Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I appreciate everything you've said and uh, look forward to hearing more of this on the uh, coming episodes. Look out for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for that. And uh, I hope you stay safe and have a great day today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. I definitely feel really good about sharing my story. This is the first time I've shared it more. Oh. I'm probably oh. going to write a book at some point, something I've thought about a lot, but Dude, yeah, having the uh, discipline to sit down and actually write a book is a lot more than I have. 
<laughs> I will chat with you after this. There's a there's a book writers forum. I will invite you to that. Sounds so great. That would help you get started in yeah. a way. <laughs> because Sounds I think good. you need to write a book or even do a movie about some of these yeah. things, you know. <laughs> I would watch your movie. <laughs> they they need to put somebody skinny on for me, please. <laughs> No way! You look good. You're great. You look great. You're beautiful. Maybe, You're perfect. Maybe uh, Melissa McCartney. I, I'll ah. take that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Brilliant. Thank you. Anyway, have a great afternoon. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please download and share with your friends and family and on social media platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, IAT Radio, Listening Note, Podchaser, Good Pods, Radio Public, Stitcher, Deezer, Pocket Cast, Himalaya, and anywhere you listen to your podcast. Please leave a review, comment, or feedback on our social media platforms on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and also on our website www.podbean.com. Thank you very much.